welcome to another episode. And I'm really personally excited about this episode because I know that Herman has been working for a year, right? Over a year. Over a year on something really special. It's called The Hero in You. And I'm not sure if you can see that for the people watching, but it doesn't have a gray banner across the cover. This was a proof. But we're really excited about this because this is your second book, yes. correct? Correct. And I know that, you know, you've worked really hard on it. So if you could just start by sharing, you know, where did the inspiration come from? The biggest thing that I see people have an issue with is they always want to put people on pedestals. So it's like the reason why when you look at TV shows and movies now, everything is a super hero. Everything has to have powers. Everything has to have something that's extraordinary for someone to revere or respect you. But us as humans, we have that already inside of ourselves, except we don't develop it. And so I wanted to create almost like a blueprint that can help us get started to develop that potential so that we can make sure we maximize our efficiency. Wow, that's amazing. I think the Avengers and these other, you know, movies, they're, they're coming out one after another and yes. they're always selling out. Yes. Always selling out. Yes. And that's a, such a good connection to make that everybody's idolizing or looking at, even if in society, they're idolizing and looking at people who are maybe have more things or have more fame mm -hmm. and looking at them as like something that they can't become or mm -hmm. something that's that's better than them but that's that's completely not true and when you think about it sometimes the greatest heroes are the ones that never need the recognition they're the ones that raise us our parents they're the ones that give us life our parents they're the ones that protect us when we're helpless our parents and we we look at a lot of the people that we look up to and sometimes we have to be careful because we hurt those the most and that's why we need to make sure we are accountable and that's what this book is trying to do and convey that once we have that accountability then it's so much easier to help everybody develop that internal hero so we can be there for others we can learn to develop that strength we can learn to develop the ability to become better absolutely that's amazing so when it comes to the hero and you <clears throat> you want to go over maybe a couple of themes or topics that yeah, were discussed you, in the book? Yeah, if you feel you're comfortable with that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, go ahead. So let's go through, maybe let's open up to the table of contents, okay. shall we? <laughs> so I see in the table of contents, it's chapter three is the hero's formula. Mm -hmm. So can you maybe just, not with giving away the entire book, um, but maybe share a high-level overview of what that formula is? So I'm not going to say the exact formula because then it's like spoiler alert. Right? Yeah. Have you ever heard people, they tell you they watch a show, they binge watch a show, but they didn't get to see last week's episode or they didn't get to catch up on the latest series and someone tells them everything that went on and they ruined the whole series for somebody? And then they're very upset. And they're very upset. So I don't want to do that. So we'll we'll start with the very beginning. And the very first part of this is belief. And so what happens when we see people and they want to not live anymore? They want to feel as if they don't have anything to share to the world. They feel they don't have enough love. They don't have much of anything. What did they lose? Their belief. Mm -hmm. What happens when people 
lose their belief and those around them that are supposed to care for them also lost the belief in that person they feel they have no more purpose in life and so a lot of these people feel there's nothing to live for but see we as humanity have to say we can never ever lose belief in ourself number one that's the golden rule because if you lose the belief in yourself then no one else will believe in you so number one you can never ever lose belief in yourself it may waver but you can never ever say quit or I don't believe in this in myself or you can never do that you have to always make sure that that belief is paramount because if that is lost then the rest cannot be gained so you look at a lot of people if you're getting interrogated or someone's trying to question you it's always to make sure that it's the truth and whether or not they believe you correct correct when we look in today's world it's all about they use their talk to make you believe something that's not true so it's like they project this image and with the help of social media and Photoshop and all these apps, they can project whatever image they want you to see of perfection. Does it make you perfect? The image may look beautiful, doesn't make you perfect, but you're trying to instill belief in others off of a lie. And then you compound those lies, and then the greatest lies we tell ours, the greatest lies are the ones we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if those are the greatest lies, then we have to make sure we stop lying to ourselves because it's those lies that rob us from our ability to believe in ourselves greater so that we can instill that belief in others. Right. So how does somebody decipher truth from lie in well, a world where there are so many of so many of the lies? So picture this. When you were younger, and this is just as given an example, would you say you told the truth 90% of the time, or would you say you told the truth less than 10? I was a good kid, for the most part. I probably told the truth most of the time. Mm -hmm. But not all the time. Mm -hmm. But did you have distractions like social media, cell phones, all these things? No. Okay. But now you look at people who have those distractions. Would you say they're the opposite spectrum, where 90% of the time they project a certain lie? I wouldn't say that's accurate. And so what type of world are we going to live in when everything is skewed? Everything's not true anymore. So that people have all these distractions that they don't know what is truth or what is defined to be pure anymore because they are so tainted with so much baggage earlier and earlier and earlier. It's like they never had a chance. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have the chance, then it's hard to gauge because they don't necessarily know what truth is anymore. No one really gave them truth. And then when someone actually does give them truth, what happens? They think you're too harsh. They think you're picking on them. They think that all these different things because they can't take it because mm -hmm. no one's ever given them the truth before. Correct. So it's like we can't be so sensitive when we need to have that feedback so that we can evolve and get better. And the closer we are to that truth, the easier it is for us to make changes and to protect those we love the most. Mm. But everybody wants all the changes and other people to do it for them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. Right. So I noticed when we talk about beliefs, a lot of people, 
when I get on calls with them before they get on a call with you, they'll say like, you know, what's the biggest thing that has changed Mm -hmm. from working with you? Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to put it into one sentence. It's so hard to put it into, uh, define it. I think, I think the best way to define it is what other people would say the change would be. But internally, I know that my complete belief system is different. Back then, what I thought was, was good to what I think now is good is completely different. And back then, I thought it was okay to say what I wanted to say, to eat what I wanted to eat, to do whatever I wanted to do. I just thought that all that stuff was okay. But now I understand that, you know, there's a, everything comes with a cost. Mm-hmm. That's a new belief that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's maybe one thing that somebody could take away from this to maybe help them realign their beliefs in life? Well, you have to be very cautious what you choose to believe in. Have you ever seen people, they believe in someone so much and then that they find the truth about that person and that they were stealing money from so-and-so or that they were doing wrong to this person and they're filled with so much disappointment mm-hmm. and then you later track back how their belief is in other people. They don't believe in anyone anymore mm-hmm. or very little. They don't believe in... Like, some. For some people, they don't believe that there's any good people left in this world. And so you have to be very careful not to form beliefs off of a negative experience. Make sure you form a belief on truth. And not the lie. And not the lie. Because a lot of people form their beliefs on the lies and then they keep telling themselves those lies and they become compounded. They don't know truth anymore. Mm -hmm. They can't tell fact from fiction. Mm -hmm. And with us, we have to be very cautious what we allow in to our senses because we have to make sure it's guarded so that others aren't telling us what to believe in Mm -hmm. we have to know okay if we know that you get sick by eating this and you see everybody else getting sick then technically maybe the truth is trying to show you not to eat that Mm -hmm. or if you know everyone's doing a certain thing that's the latest fad and it's very dangerous and a lot of people's health are at risk maybe we don't do that Mm -hmm. so that's truth trying to show it to you but then we ignore the signs you drive your car and ignore the engine light for too long, what happens? You're going to get stuck somewhere mm. in a very unfavorable circumstance. Ignore the gas gauge for too long, what happens? You're stuck again. Ah, ignore the oil gauge. Stuck again. Stuck again. Right? So if you ignore all the signs that are in front of you, the key word is stuck. Mm-hmm. Because you're so ignorant to it. You think, ah, that's nothing. Ah, so what? That ignorance is what causes a lot of our negative beliefs that we think we hold as true, but then we cement it with Mm -hmm. our convenient way that we call logic. So we back up with our own evidence and our own ideals to support our lie. Hmm? Which is not not good at all because you're telling yourself a lie through the logic. Because I've done that before. I mean, talk about things that you shouldn't eat, Mm -hmm. but it's like, oh, well, I eat clean all week. Um, I see everybody else and I I feel like I'm eating a lot better than them. So that means that I can have this little sweet treat. To try to justify your wrong. But that's that's the lie. Always know the truth and stay true to it. Because remember, the further we drift from the truth, the further we drift away from showing the world that we're a good caretaker of this. And if we lose control of our ability to take care of this, 
then it's very difficult to regain that. Perfect example. If you go to like a hospital and you see all those different people, they lost control of their ability to heal or ability to get well or ability to just even get up in the morning. Do you think that those people enjoy being there when they have no control? No. But yet when they had the control, what did they do with it? They disrespected it. They took it for granted. And so life says, you're not going to be a good caretaker of life. Here, let me take that. Let me find it for a better host. Let me find it for a better place. Because you, you have something you can control. You wasted it. Mm -hmm. And then when you wasted it, you can't control the next step that's going to happen. You don't know what your body's going to react to. You don't know what life is going to throw at you. And then when those things that you can't control, you waste all that energy on it, then the belief that you had in yourself diminishes. The belief that you have in maybe that you can get better maybe diminishes. All the beliefs that you're supposed to necessarily have diminish, diminish, because you focus on the things you can't control. Mm -hmm. But if you make better choices, you know what? I believe today I can be healthy. Let me make the necessary steps to do that. Belief. You know what? I'm going to be a better partner. I'm going to be a better son. I'm going to be a better brother. Those people believe in you. All of a sudden you go to work. I'm going to make sure that I overperform. Every time I'm supposed to do something, I always over-deliver and overperform so that they know that this is not just a J-O-B for me. The belief in you that you can possibly do a better job at a different position or a higher position. See? So the belief goes in there. You instill it in others. Mm -hmm. But if we tell ourselves, no, I'm good enough. I'll just show up 9 to 5 and you know, I just do my job. And then find a way to burn time, burn the clock. Find a way to not do anything but still get paid for it. Find a way to, you know, just not do what I'm supposed to be doing. Do you think that that type of attitude can get you the promotion? That type of attitude can make you an owner? That type of attitude can make you a leader? That type of attitude can make you someone that they look up to? Absolutely not. Do people believe in you after that? No. And so our reputation is based off of people's belief in us. But when you look at today, people don't value their reputation anymore. In the past, when your family had a certain name, it had a certain reputation to uphold. And today, people do not hold any value to their name, do not hold any value to a reputation. They do whatever they want to whoever they want because the lies they tell them, they can get away with it. Hmm. But when it finally catches up to them and they have to pay for the wrongs that they have done, no one wants to pay. Poor me. Mm -hmm. No, not poor you. you just look at the choices and the life you chose to live. And if you don't fully pay back in this life, you'll have to continually come back to pay back again and again until it's fully paid back. Right. If you have a mortgage and let's say it's with your father and say your father is not no longer here, does the mortgage just magically get forgiven? It has to be delegated. You're the next in line with if your name was on it, you have to pay it. It doesn't just naturally go away because you ignored it. Mm -hmm. And so for us, we have to make sure that if we're going to believe in something, make sure it's absolute truth, make sure that it's to benefit others, not just ourselves, and to make sure it's not for a selfish gain. 
because so many people believe in the wrong things and they only believe in it for their benefit, what they can get out of something instantly, what they, how it benefits them for now. But if you had a real belief, you would die for it. In the past, how many people have died for their beliefs? How many leaders died for their beliefs? Few and significant. You look at today, people are dying for nothing. They're dying for a sugar addiction. They're dying for <laughs> alcohol addiction. They're dying for all the things, and their life is very little, very little value being brought to the world. So what do you die for? What was your life worth? So what reputation do you have? Right. Wow, that's just, that's just the, the tip of the iceberg, right? In and that then, formula? And then when you look at it, picture this. When you see people who are on welfare, are they first-generation welfare? Or is it usually that many generations before were on welfare? I'd say probably many generations before. Where did they learn the bad habits? The bad beliefs that they think that they're not good enough. The bad beliefs that feel sorry for me. The bad belief of being victim. They may have had a rough deal from before, but mm -hmm. they have the choice to make now that things can get better. It hasn't been easier any time in the world to market and to make a difference and to communicate and to, and to find someone, DM them, whatever it mm -hmm. may be, reach out to somebody. It has never been easier than it is now. Right. What's the excuse? So when you look at a lot of people who are going through a lot of tough times, it doesn't mean it's forever. But perhaps they're just paying something off from before. And if the sins of those that came before us have not been paid, the children paid those dues. Just like the mortgage. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people cannot accept that. That's why if we have kids, we have to be very cautious. All the actions we take, because it has a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. You have to set the example. Right. You have to do your very best to make a difference. And if we're going to be responsible of life, we have to make sure we set the best example possible. Absolutely. So, do you want to segue into a new topic? Of course. You decide which one. <clears throat> you the book. So I see... At the very end, it says destiny. Mm -hmm. So, can we talk a little bit about destiny? Of course we can. So, based off of destiny, a lot of people may not believe it because they don't understand it. So, I'll ask you, what's your perception to the definition of destiny? Put me on the spot right here. <laughs> um, I would say destiny is... It's almost like the reason why certain things happen. Like everybody says everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And perhaps destiny is the reason why these certain actions have happened to you. The okay. reason why that, like for me, for example, the reason why like I go through what I'm going through is based on my destiny. So maybe not the clearest definition, but destiny is perhaps your... Perhaps where you are, based on what you're doing, your beliefs and your actions and what you're doing with, with your time here in the world, mm -hmm. it's that place that you are 
prepared to go to okay. or that place that maybe I'm getting uh, too mixed in the thoughts, but <laughs> maybe I, I don't know the clear definition of destiny, so I have to read this, but so let's clarify. Have you hear, heard people say, do you believe in destiny? I've heard that. Why don't you believe in belief? That's the beginning. Mm -hmm. But you're trying to believe in the byproduct at the end of everything that was supposed to be of the choices we've done and taken, but then not be able to really accept your outcome from that. But you don't believe in the belief, which is the very beginning, as to how it can be corrected and how it can be modified. So that before it becomes the destiny, we fixed it at its source. Mm -hmm. But everyone's here looking for sweetness and looking to reap benefits and to pick fruit, harvest fruit, harvest everything. But they had didn't even plant the seed. And the seeds they do have planted haven't even been germinated. They haven't even taken its shape from the earth. has never even been accepted by the soil itself. But yet they, they believe in, the, in some mystical thing called destiny. Really have to question. That's why belief is so strong. Because the clearer, more concise the beliefs are, the clearer, the more concise and more favorable the byproduct is. Makes sense. If you, if you have a bad belief and say, you know what, so-and-so, these are bad people. Does it mean that they're bad because there was one rotten apple? No. And no one has the right to judge someone, so why is it that we hold these senseless things against other people and put these nonsensical beliefs in ourselves that these are bad, or this is no good, or, or don't do this because of this. But yet, we don't understand the source of where the belief is coming from. Mm. Just because the parents said it doesn't mean that it's true. If the parents told you, no, we're supposed to be poor because, you know, that, that's how it is. You going to accept that? Or are you going to say, there has never been an easier time for me to take life by the horns and do something with it. Mm -hmm. Do something with my life. If you choose to accept that you want to be that way, then you be that way. But you know what? I have the ability. I got health. I got the ability to make my own choices. Let's make some better ones. And ultimately, the choices that you make will have an impact on your destiny. Of course. And if you want to make sure that the destiny, is, which is what you harvest, that is sweeter or better, then you have to make sure that you're willing to do what it takes at the beginning, known as bitterness. In Chinese, we say, sim fu hao tim, which means you have to handle the bitterness first before you truly learn how to appreciate the sweetness. Everybody wants sweetness only first. Anytime they taste something bitter, never, don't want it. So then no, one's, no one has a pedigree now to handle the formula, to do what it takes to earn that sweetness, to have the ability to know what true sweetness is. Mm. And it's not sugar, it's not your treats, that's not the sweetness we're talking about. Right. It's the sweetness where life becomes very easy, clear, no problems, and there is no resistance. Does that make sense? Yes. So I see there's two other names here on the book. Yes. Mike Valley, Justin Goldman. So do you want to talk a little bit about who they are and what role they played in making this complete package well Mike he actually reached out to me a few years ago on Instagram 
he saw a video of me going up to random strangers and just telling them everything about them. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know why I need this guy to talk to me. I just need to talk to this guy. And he was going through some health issues. So he reached out. We had a call. At the call, during the time of the call, he's in Finland. At the time of the call, it was so dark. It was winter. The light he had in his room was barely lit. You could barely see much because over there, they don't have the same type of lights that other North American countries have. So over there, he's like in this tiny little room somewhere in Finland, <laughs> freezing cold. Okay. So may, most people who follow may not know sports that well, but he was a former NHL goalie for the Vancouver Canucks. So that's a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's not big easy deal. to make the NHL, let alone the goalie. The goalie. Because I mean. there's only 30 that can make it, and you're lucky to make the roster right. to be a starter. But then there's only not even 30 as reserves. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he made it. So he was a goalie. Now, because of his belief system growing up, he thought, I just need to work, need to work, need to work. But he didn't have the right so-called beliefs on what he needed to work on so he thought i should just be on the ice and practice but if you don't necessarily know how to identify all the things you know how to practice on then you don't necessarily get better so he just kept doing the same thing same thing same thing and he can only hit a certain ceiling now after him talking to me and knowing me for several years he's like where were you when my training was for the nhl i said i don't know said but maybe it wasn't the right timing because maybe you wouldn't have listened to what i would have said mm -hmm. so i warned him of his heart condition warned him of all the different things he was going through and what he had to change at this time he was on the road out of 365 days of the year probably 300 or more of those days were on the road wow he didn't get to see his daughter's wife much nothing and his health took a toll didn't take care of himself so he reached out I told him everything he needed to hear. And I told him, he asked me the toughest question that he says, I'm going to ask you. But he says, I'm not sure if I'll be able to take it, but I have to ask you. So he asked, should I quit? Or should I move on? Or should I leave what I'm doing? And I said, do you want the answer? He says, yes, I'm not afraid of it. I said, you need to pack your bags and go home to your family. So he packed oh. his bags, went home to the family, and at the time, he was working for the Dallas Stars. So he let management know that he can no longer handle it. His health has taken a toll. Went home to his family. Now he's the happiest guy ever. He gets to go to the children's volleyball games. Gets to see when they leave home. Gets to see when they come home from school. Gets to take them to their games. Gets to take them to dinners that he never had before. And now the family hasn't been closer than it is now. And he thanks me every single day because had he not listened, his health may have diminished faster and he may not be able to enjoy these moments with his family. Wow. But because he believed in me. Mm -hmm. He believed in himself that he needed something better. Mm -hmm. But if, if he was ignorant and thought he was perfect, NHL job, yeah, I got it made. Yeah. I got this, I know so-and-so, yeah, I don't need anything else. And if that ego got in its way, he may not be here right now. Wow. And he'll be on a future podcast. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting to have him. Yeah. And so Justin Goldman, he writes for NHL.com. So I, I don't know if you call that a beat writer or... 
I'm not sure that the specific term, mm -hmm. but he actually writes for NHL.com. He's written many books himself and he was key. So both of them had their strengths that they brought. Yeah. So Mike was, had the ability to get the interviews. Mm -hmm. Justin has this uncanny ability to transcribe every single interview with me and put it on paper. So he's tirelessly like word for word, writing it down, writing it down, typing it out, make sure he got every single word so then he can figure out how, can, how best can we use what he said and help share that to the world. Wow. So everyone played their role mm -hmm. and we all came together to make this masterpiece so that other people can have the formula in their hand so that they can learn to make better choices so that they will have a better destiny. That's amazing. So anybody who knows me knows that I probably have 50 books or so, maybe plus, because I was really into books at one point. I was into the personal development and I was looking for ways to grow and ultimately that led me to you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've read a lot of books. This one is just so unique. It's so special. And I think that you can really feel the power in it. Uh, just holding it in my hands, it feels and obviously the design and everything is just so well put together so i'm haven't gotten the chance to read the entire book yet but i'm really really excited to and for those that want to get the book where can they go and find it on amazon.com uh, we'll have the link below yeah we'll have the link on the youtube chat yeah right? and we'll put it in the show notes in the description yeah so i mean it's not the regular type of book that you just pick up and you just put down and you forget on the bookshelf and I tell you why. Every single word that's in this, if you close your eyes before you read it and you actually absorb to the elevation of what the consciousness of what this was written at, it will give you something different every single time. That's why it took so long because every single word had to be precise. That's amazing. So for those of you watching, listening, just go to the link in the description and get yourself a copy of The Hero and You. Are there any final thoughts you'd like to share? Just want to say thank you to, for everyone's support. And if there's anything else that we can make your life better, just reach out to us because that's what we do. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.